13 with the star of Paramount Pictures, M.L. Elric, as Dan Holliday. Box 13, Care of Star Times. Your advertisement in the paper has intrigued me. Naturally, I wonder whether you are serious or insane. Either way, I think I should like to meet you and uh, perhaps offer a proposition which may intrigue you. Incidentally, there is $100,000 concerned. Does that get your interest? If it does, I shall expect you at dinner tomorrow night. You asked me to ride you to Get your finger out of my face. face. Get your finger out of my face. Take the first shot, then if you want to Get your finger out of my face. It's gone. What are you doing? What are you doing? Come on. That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay? You want to go right now, Elric? Hey there, uh, welcome to the uh, Mike Valenti podcast there where you're all stupid and I don't know why I'm even wasting my time with you guys and uh, Michigan State stinks until they win a big game and they're the best ever and I don't know what you guys out oh. there, I don't even know why I bother with you guys, you're all idiots. Is that some inner school arguing there? You're all idiots. You, you, what's your name, Scooby over there? What's the guy I always slap around now? Sorry, I'm just channeling my, my uh, fellow Spartan, uh, Mike Valenti. Uh, your old pal, M.L. Elric here, Fox 2 News investigative reporter with the man who makes it all work, Mark Fellhauer. We're going to be joined a little later on by Sean Windsor of the Detroit Free Press. Great writer, great columnist. He's had some tremendous stories from the March Madness. He's just had some terrible picks, and we are gonna, we're going to tear him up for that. Uh, Drew Lane may be joining us later, or should I say Drew Wave for Room 7609. Of course, we have the great debate. Geek of the Week, lots of good things, but I'm very excited because for the first time in ML Soul of Detroit history, we have a guest in studio, and when he's in studio, you know it, because there ain't a lot of studio left, and I'm speaking, of course, of Daniel Ferguson III. You may know him as brother-in-law of Kwame Kilpatrick. You may know him as the cousin of Bobby Ferguson, but I know him as Dan the Man, a guy who's got a lot more going on than you may have thought and we are going to hear his thoughts on various and sundry topics. But first, I got to call him out a little bit because when he came in, Drew Lane said to him, as I'm sure many people, to say, "Damn, how big are you?" <laughs> and, and what'd you tell him? Six seven, I'm six eight roughly. You told him, I'll tell you, six seven and three quarters. Now, guys who are over six foot can't be squeaking in fractions. <laughs> My wife is five foot and one half inch, and so that half inch is a big deal. Right. But when you're six, seven plus, you're, you got to get the three quarters in, man. Because I mean, when you put the shoes on, it make you six, eight. So, you know. <laughs> and now you're wearing lifts? <laughs> well, it's it funny. Was... When we knew you were coming, our first thought was, Oh no, he's gonna hit his head because everybody hits their head down here. Me clearance. too, and I'm only six one and seven eighths. <laughs> exactly. There's not much clearance. That's so, why we need the fractions to know exactly how how you know so where not to hit your head. Right. So we uh we got that's our first shot at Daniel. I'm I'm uh I'm try, I'm feeling bold here, so we may push him around a little bit more. I don't know that's ever been handle, done. You know you know I've always handled myself well with you, man. Well I know. I know. I mean I uh we, we have we have uh we go back a ways and we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Before we get to some more current events, you were a baller at Cooley, yes. tore it up, highly recruited, yes, went down to Missouri. That was Norm Stewart back then? Yep. Uh didn't stay very long. What happened? Uh, it was a little it was a little culture shock for me being from the city, and I was—I can honestly say that I was a little immature when I went down there. 
you know, I had came from a kind of a street background, so I didn't take it serious. You know, the money wasn't really there where you can just go straight to high school. It, that was unheard of. You know, I may have had the physical body, but I didn't go through the system, the, the program of... No AAU, you know, none of that stuff back then? It wasn't as big. And okay. It wasn't as big. I'm looking for a picture now to show you. I saw a high school picture online. I mean, I recognize the face, but there's a lot more Daniel Ferguson there nah, now than yeah, there was back I was, then. I was, when I graduated high school, I was like 225, maybe 230 pounds. I was two with uh, my prom date. <laughs> or the two of you. And she was the 200. <laughs> I was she, the 25. Well, you, you liked big girls back then. No, right? no, no. Oh, Me, okay. I, I had one rule. You return my call and I take you out yeah. to the prom. That <laughs> Very was cheap it. date. So, so you have some, some concerns about the way people are treated. Um, can you talk a little bit about your concerns about how your brother-in-law is being treated? I mean, what did he get convicted of? Well, um, racketeering. Um, I mean, but what? What was the racket? Extortion, fraud. Um, what was, but what was the racket though? What was the actual racket? Uh, I guess I would act, say shaking you, down contractors, telling people you got to pay if you want to play. I mean, none of that came on the trial. I sat through the whole trial. I saw a lot of it. I'm, but I'm John saying, Rutherford saying I gave him ten thousand dollars to buy suits, which then he forgot back in Dubai. So I guess that's kind of a okay. Kind so of a if, why did John Rutherford say that? See, we getting off of that. I don't want to talk no, about no, no, that. no. I know, but but I, I just want to see if on your on the prison reform tip, if you see some applications there for what your brother in law is going because it's a very personal issue for you, well, not just because of your experience, but you told me that before you were part of the Kilpatrick family. You had written to Carolyn Cheeks Kilpatrick, yeah, I, I assume I, Maxine Waters and some other high-profile members of the Black Caucus to say, what are I we going to do about this? Right. I wrote all, every member. And of you the got blown off. Caucus. Yeah. I, no replies. Did you mention that at the wedding reception when you married Ayanna? Like, I, I didn't really get hey, a moms, chance. Hey, moms, did you ever get my I letter? Yeah, I didn't really get a chance because at that time, you know, when things are going. Probably a good idea not yeah, to bring that when up. Th when things are going pretty good, you, you, you know, it's an afterthought. But the conversations that we did have was, for the fact that when I got sentenced and I got to Milan, because I called my case in Nebraska, my case manager told me then that he could have sent me home on home confinement because I didn't have a custody level that justified me being behind the fence. How long were you there before somebody said we could have sent you home a while ago? A year. I had been locked up a year. Okay. I had 121 months. With them being locked up 12 months, when I get to the prison, the, the case manager tells me, for all practical purposes, I can send you home on home confinement. But because of the so mandatory minimum, oh. you got 10 years, okay. so you got you to gotta stay here, but I'm going to put you on gate pass, which meant I left out of the prison every day. So with, with a gate pass, you can be as gay as you want. No, gate pass. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I, hey, I'm not judging. I just, I know. Oh, you, you I've read heard that wrong. Oh, you need a pass gate, for that? Gate <laughs> pass, gate not pass. gay pass. Okay, gate all right. Pass. I just want to be clear. This guy here, yeah. So. Uh, Pushing the, these boundaries, man. Right, that's cool. It's that's cool. warm in here. With the, with the gate pass, it was a blessing in disguise because guess what? I got to learn construction. Okay. okay. So yeah, you're like a trustee then? Well, not really a trustee, but just... You can get outside the walls. Well, the fence. It wasn't okay. actually okay. walls. It's, it's more a fence. And, um, we're going to build that wall, though. <laughs> and they're going to pay yeah. for it. Yeah, they're going to pay for it. <laughs> and, and I won't be helping build it. But, you know, that's a whole other story. But, um, yeah, at that time, Bobby 
had just took over the company. And this um, is Bobby Ferguson of yes, Ferguson cousin, Enterprises. Yeah. My uncle had got sick and he had passed away in 96. Bobby took over in 96, incorporated. It was Ferguson Hall and then, and then he incorporated, turned it into Ferguson Enterprise. And what, what people don't understand is Bobby did very well under Mayor Kilpatrick and maybe... Well, actually, one, he one, did better under Archer. Well, that's what I was just going to get to. I mean, one, one of the reasons he did so well may be why he's doing more than 10 years in federal prison. But what people don't understand is Bobby Ferguson was doing excavation under Mayor Archer. He did work on Compuware and I believe on Comerica Park Both and maybe Ford Field. Ford Field. So Both. he was a legitimate contractor from who took over second generation family firm, according to a federal jury of very reasonable people who were very carefully selected. He kind of got a little <laughs> carried away uh, when his pal became mayor. But but I think it is it should be noted that 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 Bobby was a hardworking Dude, now you don't want to call his wife after dark because he could be a hard swinging dude too. But uh, he's not here. We ain't gonna talk about that. No, no, no. But no. I'm just saying, Bobby Ferguson had some roots, and 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 what people don't know, I think, even though I reported before, is that he and Kilpatrick met long after long after people think people think oh childhood friends and whatnot. No, they didn't they, meet no, until didn't Kilpatrick meet. was in the legislature. Yeah. Well, actually. If I'm not mistaken, uh, they didn't meet. They, I think they were introduced by Carolyn. Oh, see, the story I always heard is that a constituent old lady needed her driveway plowed. It wasn't her driveway. It was a senior's home. Okay. And they yeah, needed we, somebody. We don't want to say Kilpatrick's plowing old ladies because he plowed <laughs> a lot of young ladies, and that got him in trouble. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. No, no, I think Christine Beatty admitted it. Yeah. Oh, allegedly, <laughs> so, allegedly. And I think the federal monitor admitted it, and I think. We're going to say allegedly, yeah, allegedly. But, uh, can you tell us, like, how often do you talk to Kwame now? Not that much. He There's a system that we use where an uh, email system. Because I know you've posted messages from right. him yeah, on your Facebook share, page. He shares stuff with the family. And certain stuff we share, certain stuff we keep mm-hmm. close to the chest, you know. And um, certain stuff needs to be shared because he has a look. He's in there doing great works. He's helping dudes get educated. He's helping dudes with legal work. He's helping dudes. Some dudes just come to him because they know he's been through so much. He he did have that one, or you had the post of his words um, a couple of years ago, and there seemed to be very little contrition in it. Is he? How how does he take the whole case now? Like, what does he think about it? I wouldn't feel comfortable speaking on that, like speak as if I'm speaking for him. Uh-huh. But having did time before, I didn't have none. I okay, mean, but that's me, you know. And I got sentenced to ten years. I didn't hurt nobody. Like everybody think he's supposed to be ashamed or something. When even the government said he they can't put a money a number amount on what yeah. the case costs. He doesn't owe restitution. And I mean, he does owe restitution. He does, yeah. Well, from he owes a million dollars from the, from the, the perjury and the but obstruction. That's some, that's some BS. You know, that's some BS, man. I know I want that million dollars. <laughs> you know, that's some BS. I mean, and, 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 and speaking of that, the reason he owes that is because of the salaciousness of those text messages. Well, they were pretty salacious, and I'll tell you, we didn't publish the most salacious ones, although he thinks we went out to embarrass him. I, there's some I know that would be very embarrassing. You guys did a, a, a bang-up job with that. That was that was, And then... Well, even, he was doing some banging and yeah, just I mean, came up with that. Yeah, but that, that whole text message thing, that saved the print media here. 
there is no question about it. And it didn't become about the, the truth. It came about money. It became about we're going to these people eating this up and we're going to slang it to them. Oh, I, I disagree. And they, I, slung, now, and they slung it. Y'all slung it. Y'all ran, that, y'all ran the same were, stories three, four different times and said it was new text messages, and it was the same text message. I know you're a loyal listener to the Soul of Detroit podcast, and, and everybody should listen. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook. We got our website, all that other good stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you listened last week, you know that I drew a lot of parallels between what Trump is going through and what Kilpatrick went through. And the one thing that I think is undeniable is both of these guys— blame the media for their problems, but neither one of them can cite anything that's been reported that isn't accurate or that they think needs to be corrected. I mean, and I, I know we don't want to go crazy on the Kilpatrick stuff, but, but I wish newspapers are smart enough to say we're going to save ourselves by doing certain kinds of stories. Most media companies are in business by a miracle because they have no idea what they're doing business-wise. There was just so many stories. There were so many things that came out. There was so many... So much misconduct, so much bad judgment. When you when you say so many stories, but how many of them were made up? Like None just of them. people. I wrote almost every one of them. Okay, uh, the overtime thing. With how the, was that with the bodyguards? Yeah, but how was that on? How was that on Kwame? Well, because he's he's the supervisor. He's the mayor. He's the buck stops but there, wasn't, right? Wasn't Gary Brown over? Uh, EPU at the time, or no? It was no. it wasn't? No, Gary the problem Brown. was Lojo was it they was, had a uh, they had a they had a. Well, you, yeah, you're probably thinking of uh, DC, um, uh, Ron, the, uh, no, no. No, nah, um, yeah, Ron. Yeah, he uh, used to work with uh, Coleman Young. Right. Yeah, but no, 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 no. In fact, he jetted because he said, if I'm going to be in charge, I got to be in charge. And the mayor is letting a couple of just street officers run this unit, and right. they ran wild. I mean, I beg to differ, but sure, I know we, you know, and, and we we try and limit this part of the show to about twenty five minutes, half an hour. So what oh, we're going to so do is off. right, okay. No, no, we're going to keep talking because there's some some subjects you and I talked about that we definitely got to get to. But okay. if you want to hear more of this conversation, there's plenty to hear. We're going to have the whole uncut version of our conversation on our website. That's mlsoulofdetroit.com. So you may hear an edited portion of our conversation if you want the whole thing. We're not trying to hide nothing. There's no games here. Definitely not. A story that I want to tell people about you and me that I think kind of touches on the soul of Detroit and, and what, what, what life is really like here. But, but I just want to, before we jump off of uh, the Kilpatrick thing, and, and if, if you want to talk about it some more, we can, but those stories are all true. Uh, so that <laughs> pretty much covers it. But, um, in but, your mind. In my, well, in my mind and in, in Kilpatrick's mind because he never asked for a correction. But um, can, I, can I ask you another one? I, I don't know if yeah, you speak ahead. for them, too. Um, I've always been interested in Carlita uh-huh. and how she's doing and where she is. She disappeared after what happened in Texas. She disappeared. Yeah, Lee, she, is she okay? She, she, got her, she deserves her peace, man. Her and Chris, they deserve their peace. I don't really speak on them because I love them, first of all, both of them. And I just don't speak on that because that ain't, you know. That's fine. That's a touchy thing, you know, and I, I, I wouldn't want to speak for them. You know, Carlita is a very well speaker, you know, but she, she's. Journalism she, degree. But she chooses way. not to, which I think is what's yeah. fascinating from, right. so, from my a, perspective. I'm going to stand on that. If she chooses not to, I'm not just. I'm not gonna is Kwame aware? I know he did the Crime Town uh, podcast. He talked to them a little bit. Is he aware of how much this story still um, it just yeah, just I mean, is in everybody's consciousness around here in Detroit and now nationally. Yeah, well, 
I don't know if he's aware like it, like we are out here, but I'm sure he knows definitely because I mean every time it gets dry around here, they run some on him. You know, like the other day when he got denied, the, the judge who sentenced him denied his thing. Of course, he was gonna deny it. Mm-hmm. She's not gonna reverse herself. Now, I I have heard that she has she's been heard to say that she thought the sentence might have been pretty heavy. Yeah, she handed it down then. Why did no, she... no, I know, but she may have had some yeah. misgivings later. But, yeah, when she had a chance yeah, to undo it. For, first of all, this, <clears throat> his custody level doesn't justify the sentence. Uh, his, his actual, his max was higher than that. On the scoring yeah. guidelines, it was much higher than 20. But not because of his history, his criminal history or anything. Well, he did, have, he did have some felonies because of the, the yeah. perjury case. So that, that, that's that, why that they, increases and, your score. And, and, and that was... That was a tactic that worthy. They knew what they were doing. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, come on, man. ML, don't there, do that. There's a lot of people in town don't who do think that. the prosecutor don't has do no that. idea what she's doing. Don't do that, ML. But do we want to go first, down this oh, no, Hold on, hold on. The first person ever tried criminally for a perjury charge is a city mayor, and she didn't know what she was doing? Is that what you're telling us? Is that what you're telling the people? That, is that what you're saying, that what? she didn't know what she was doing? No, no. What I'm saying is I don't think she knew what the feds were going to do. But I think she knew what she was doing charging him. I don't think Kim Worthy liked Kwame Kilpatrick. And I think when Did he you put tell, himself Let me in ask you this question. Did you ever tell him. Kwame that you weren't going to stop until you got him federally indicted? I never said that. Who, who, never. who said that? Which reporter said that? Not me. Was it Devin? Uh, one, one of the reporters, one of you guys said that, that you weren't going to stop until you got him no, federally indicted. No, I'll tell you what. I, I, I uh, So, so. So let's let's get to this because I think this is an interesting point. If Kwame Kilpatrick were here today, uh, and of course he won't be for another fifteen years, but if he were here today, we'd go out for beer. I mean, I always liked Kilpatrick. Our relationship sour. A funny way of showing it, bro. Well, he had a funny way of showing it. He 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 played us all for a fool. He bankrupted the city. He lied to all of us, and then he wants to be like. You we're still, feel comfortable we're still saying friends, that right? he. You feel comfortable saying that Kwame Kilpatrick bankrupted the city Absolutely. after it's been proven that that's not oh, true. Oh, that's not true. The five hundred million dollar pension deal was a key factor in bankrupting the city because it, it it burned us with obligations we could not meet when the economy went south. Are you serious? So you you're gonna base. So he came up show. that he came up with that himself. There was nobody to advise that deal. Or so anything. this he's is not he he doesn't play the stock market. He's not a no. But uh, this is the way it works. When you're the boss, right. you pay the cost. He's paying a big cost. But so, when you're the mayor, you have to be responsible. for So the people everything that's going on now, Duggan isn't responsible for everything that's going on now. Well, I think he, well, is. he should be. Okay, yeah. so why aren't you re- reporting on it like you did with Kwame? Well, I've reported on uh, on his uh, his attempt to try and keep this thing quiet with Bob Carmack. I've reported on his his willingness to try and, and keep you know the what? powers. But let, let, you wanted yeah. to ask, no, I'm trying no, to answer. Because I don't. Uh, we can go this, through the list. This is the thing. This I'm is the, the one thing. who exposed all the big money behind him when he first ran for mayor in 2013. The first reporter to right. expose all but, that corporate here, money trying to make him mayor. That was here's me. The, here's the thing now, about that. You, you, hello me. You mentioning it Six foot one isn't the half. same as how you reported on it with Kwame. None of you guys report the way you did when Kwame was the mayor. Well, None we, of you. Well, maybe there's just not as much there. They don't, They show isn't the same with Kwame as it was with Duggan. I mean, not that Duggan is the mayor. You're, you doesn't. You don't report the same way. Well, I'm also not the city hall reporter Leduff got ran out of town for reporting no. on it. Let's set the record straight on Leduff. Leduff left Fox 2 on his own. 
For Fox greener, two for wanted greener to keep, pastures. No, well, on the hill, the, well, the, the story, the biggest yeah, I story. Think, I think he wanted yeah, to the go The biggest national. story. His story was bigger than yours. The his his scandal, his demo scandal, was bigger than anything that you guys now, ever that, reported that one, on because it showed collusion. But that well, one is so not, let's go that back one's to not that. done yet either, though. Right. We Charlie, don't know Charlie where that's going to end up. Work, believe me, Charlie is still working. Charlie is done. But so let's go back to that, Danny. Here, cause, cause Charlie is done here. Where is he? He works like, for Deadline he Detroit. A, he had the hottest story here. And you, it, not only did he have the hottest story here, he was coming off the hottest story with Fukano. Then yeah. he got on Duggan, and then he got shut down. So let me. Part of this show is to talk oh, man, a little bit about. Let's do a podcast stop out of this yeah. basement. But, but <laughs> part of this show is to talk about how journalism works. And let me let me touch on something you yourself just brought up. Why, if Charlie and I both work for Fox Two, why would we both be digging into Duggan full time when one of us is? If Charlie's all over Duggan, the same I'm reason y'all did stuff. when Kwame was the mayor. I was a city hall reporter was, back then. But, but it was we had ten times as many reporters. At it the was two four seven Kilpatrick. On two four seven, right? But I was at the not free just twenty four hours or seven days a week. Like it was two four and seven. Three sixty five. Yes. Well, <laughs> Except I'm, I'm not. I'm not in the business to defend the media either. But I will say this: uh, there was a bigger financial difference with Thank the media. You. Well, I've I mean, said that. they had it wasn't more about the truth. Well, they had more. No, no, resor- there were more reporters. There were more resources and reporters then to report. Right. Okay. But if but, there's nothing to report on then they can't report anything. How is there nothing to report on? Now I think there is. I don't think there's enough people digging in on it. I thoroughly believe that. Well, and I will I tell you. because 2, 4, and 7, and definitely the newspapers, are shorthanded by their own fault. The, the newspapers have abandoned City Hall. When I was in City Hall for the Free Press, I was one of two reporters what based in City Hall. What a coincidence. And now there are no reporters <laughs> in City Hall. So there's less eyes on Duggins. There's no question that there is less scrutiny on Mayor Duggan because there are fewer reporters. But I've I've broken some bricks over Duggan's head. I can name half a dozen of them. I started to, and then you cut me oh, off. Wait a minute. Hold on. You're Irish. Duggan is Irish. <laughs> I, now I'm being profiled. Are you related? Is that why you don't? Is that why you kind of hanging back on your Irish yeah, but brother? I, I'm also Hungarian and Scottish and a little tiny bit German. But don't you claim don't try Irish. And bring me into World but War you II. claim Irish. I've <laughs> never heard you. you I'm mostly that? Irish. Always <laughs> so been Irish and Scottish. Well, listen, as long as you've been knowing this guy, has you ever heard him claim Hungarian? And oh yeah. German well, actually, in room seven six oh nine, we're doing Hungarian new wave music, oh dance God. music. Music from Budapest. You got, hey, y'all got to love this guy. It's very popular, man. My man, man. Damn, I can't believe I just got racially profiled. <laughs> you racially profiled yourself. See how easy it is? <laughs> See how <laughs> easy it is, man? You fell right into that trap. Oh, man, this is bad. Okey doke from west side to east side, man. I can't believe it. I feel. What year did you graduate, ML? What's, what's, oh, now you're going to go ageism on me? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. You, you, Why don't you give me a Biden hug? You're a little older than me. <laughs> give me one of those Uncle Joe hugs, yeah, man. Yeah, Biden kiss. Yeah, give him a noogie. Yeah, just... <laughs> even head like oh, old my nugget. shoulders are a little sore, Daniel. <laughs> We're getting them kinks out. But I graduated in 85. Okay. Yeah, so. Oh, my freshman year. Okay. The year you graduated, Run DMC. No, that was 84. Run DMC had just come I, out. I saw Run DMC at the Royal Oak Music Theater in 1984, and uh, the show got cut short. Because Jam Master Jay's turntables went bad on him. Wow. So they cut it short. Everybody walked How out. How do you feel? Like, because I came up in an area where there's no phone, camera phone and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't you love to have some footage of some of that stuff where, you uh, know. Well, I'll tell you, what, I'd, I'd love to have. The guy I didn't see who I really would love to have seen was the wizard. 
Remember oh, the, the Wizard J L B? What? Yeah. Three, four turntables yeah, going at once. Wizard, so, yeah, oh yeah, that, that would have been great. I, man, the Wizard and Mojo, Electrifying Mojo. Well, we we, we talked talk about, about Electrifying Mojo on the show. Yeah, he was great. So I want I want to I want to bring us back to a story I want to tell people because I think it's going to blow their mind. But to you and me, I think it's we don't even think about it. And Bernard's my Bernard's my hook here. There was a story I wrote um, when the mayor came back after he was no longer the mayor, and he spoke at a church somewhere around Highland Park, Hamtramck, Little Church. Okay, I remember. And kind of the big headline was the mayor comes back, um, and uh, and Bernard caught a little heat because. You know, there's all the restitution and everything. And he was there with a woman in a Jaguar. Remember that? He was yeah, there. I remember that. With the Jags. So it's like, that. what's Bernard doing rolling up in a Jag when he's supposed to be broke? And later on it came out. It's like, well, that's one of Bernard's lady friends. But so we stayed there for the mayor's talk. And then uh, I stayed for the service because I was at the newspaper. So I didn't have to rush back and start logging video and writing a story and editing a package. And this and we're funny. sitting in the pews and uh, and we're there for a service. It was a mass. And so Daniel and I are sitting next to each other. It was there. And I remember Daniel saying, I can't believe I'm so close to this handsome man who I've liked <laughs> for so long. And I said, take it easy, big fella, all six foot and 11, 13 of you. And, uh, and as we in the church. The we were in the church yeah. sitting next to each other in the pulpit. And we're and singing the, hymns and holding the hands. Right. And I think they, we did the Lord's Prayer. And, yeah. Uh, and I think Kwame called me out. Like, I even got my brother in here. So, you know, because I don't do the church religion yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. And then later on, I think uh, I think uh, you either ran me over or, or tried to hit me with a shovel or something many days later. Never, but uh, Never that. But I'd, that's, be, I'd be up under the jail if I did. Yeah. And if, I, if I bumped you like... Uh, Right, 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 you can have different viewpoints. You can disagree. Yeah. Obviously, Daniel is incredibly wrong about the amazing journalism <laughs> that I produced with Jim Schaefer at the Free Press, but we can still come How's together. Jim? How is Jim anyway? Jim's he's doing good. I think he's, I he's, seen he's, Jim he's a boss out. now. I think I've seen Jim out at a restaurant. He's the one who's making all those crooked decisions now. He's in a oh, position he's, that, Oh, he's the boss? He's the program he's one director? He's, he's one, no, he's, at, he's still at the Free Press. Oh, okay. All he's right. one of those guys who can tilt the news that you don't like so much, man. You got to get to Schaefer. <laughs> He'll crack. <laughs> He'll crack. He'll crack. But but I think the point is, you know, I think Detroit, which is a dangerous town, let's not let's not kid anybody, but there's a civility here and there's a there's a generosity here, and I'm not talking about money, and there's a grace in this city that people don't appreciate. Not and, at all. and you gotta get deeper. And 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 I will say, where I'll give you full agreement on the media is I just don't think we get down to that level that much anymore. Rarely, partly because I think the media has been gutted by all the free content, but right. there's just not that commitment to understand and to try and connect with people and with stories on a level that goes beyond I see you there and you see me there, where you can kind of you know, have exchanges and some genuine interaction. Well, That's I, why I, I appreciate you coming on. And, and, and thank you. And, and I would want to be here to represent you know, everything in life is a yin and a yang. You gonna, you know, you got your thing. Am I I'm yin like, or yang? Yeah, <laughs> nah. 
Because I thought you were like, throwing some yang at, earlier. At, so that must at, mess at me different points, At different points, it, it switches. You it know? does. It does. You, you come with a nice game, I have to play defense. And yeah. then I come with a game, you got to play defense. You know? I'm not and taking a charge, offense. though. Yeah, no, nah, I wouldn't. I'm not, I'm not taking that charge. I've dunked, I've dunked on a many of uh, dudes, so you wouldn't have nothing coming there. I, I got dunked I on a guy at Wayne State where I think he's still coming down. It was like the cable guy. <laughs> he took off at the top of the key. Got to realize. Next thing I know he's stepping on my head and throwing down. You got to realize him, man. Look like Matt McQuaid. Huh? A lot of people feel that you gave Kwame a raw deal. I understand because that. it didn't become. It seemed like with you. You were saying that you were reporting what the news was there, but a lot of that stuff was sensationalized. Let's just say a lot okay, of it was sensational. Let, let, okay, let's let's just let's. But let's, there was no finger on the scale. I no, just, I, I would beg the mayor the to earring. talk to me. And let's he say wouldn't. the earring. Let's say the earring. I've had an earring longer than than Kwame Kilpatrick. Right, but how did it become such a story about? The so earring? I'll tell you the earring story. This is a good one. One of the things I've always tried to do when I'm covering a campaign is to spend a day on the road with the candidate from the minute they wake up to the minute they, they shut down because okay. you, get a, you get to know each other a little bit, you get an appreciation, and while people put masks on, there's, there's moments of, of truth and genuineness in there because over a 12, 18, maybe a 20-hour day when you're campaigning, right. you can't keep an act up. There's right. going to be something that breaks through. You right. know, you, you hug your kid, you know, your wife pinches your ass, you, you, you leave a big tip for the waitress, whatever it is, or you right. leave a little tip for the waitress, you know, whatever yeah. it is. And so we're spending a day, Derek Miller's driving that, that broke-ass uh, Forest Green Jeep Cherokee that he had. Okay. And we went to, I think we went to the Franklin Settlement, and we were heading over to, like, uh, Magic 1051, which, you know, whatever it was, uh, modern Donny Hathaway, okay. blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and the mayor was, uh, had taken his earring out. And, and, he sa- and I said, what's up with that? He said, well, you know, he said, no, no, no. He's like, Derek, should we tell him? I said, no, I, said, nah, we're not, we, I can't tell you. I said, okay, well, I'd really like to know now. He's like, can't talk about it. Said, Will you tell me someday? He's like, think about it. So we get through the campaign. Um, it's, as you remember, Jackie Curry, not so good at count votes. Right. End of the night, everybody disbands from the ballroom at the, at the Renaissance Center Marriott. Everybody goes up to their, uh, to their suites. And, um, and the next day it's clear that Kilpatrick is, is the winner. And he has a press conference where he graciously accepts uh, victory and he kind of leans over to me and says, I got something I want to talk to you about later. He was talking about a job. He wanted to hire me. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, can we, you know, we get some time up in the suite to do an interview with the new mayor, which we, we get. He was very cool about that. Um, he was a very cool guy. I mean, I got to yeah. tell you, just keep him away from your wife, your daughter, and your money, and you're okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, so I said, can you tell me the earring story now? And he says, yeah. And he says, so what we did is we tested. We test all kinds of stuff, you know, right here, right now, all these other things. You know, the the great, some of the greatest political literature ever with him, Malcolm, Martin, JFK, all young leaders, just powerful, done great research, very strong campaign. And he says, but the earring, it did not test well with the church ladies, so I had to take it out. And I said, well, now that you're mayor, are you putting it back in? He said, you bet. Yeah. So he puts it in, and I write that. I said, I'm cool to write this. He's like, yeah, go ahead. What are you? He's like, I, you know, like a lot of guys, like, I won now. I'm cool for the All next right. four years. It's like, 
Clinton thought that too, and they well, beat his ass for know. four years, and somehow he won again. And same as Kilpatty won again. They both like, anyways. So, um, <laughs> so the minute that story hits the paper, old church ladies are losing their mind. About they're flipping the their wigs, and you know, old church ladies got a lot of wigs. Yeah. So, uh, so they're like, we he, he he shouldn't be mayor anymore. He should be pulled out of office because they they didn't like the earring, but more than that. They didn't like the fact that they thought they'd been played. And I think that was one time when Kilpatrick thought he was a little cuter than everybody. But the thing with that, though, and this is with, with our people, with my people, or our people. Guys from the West Side? or You know what I mean. <laughs> I'm assuming Detroit is. <laughs> no, yeah, the, the urban, fellas. The urban okay. people. That's a, that's a euphemism. That's what, right. that's what uncomfortable people. white people call black people. It's urban. We let the <laughs> you say black guy. You're a black guy. Yeah, we let the littlest thing throw us off of something so major. Like so, a lot of the stuff that he was, he, that they it took away from the job he was doing. The petty stuff, a navigator, which was already in the system. Oh man, we're gonna which go already. For, you know, I mean, no, yeah, let's we're, get back. Let's get we're, back. It's gonna be like we, a telethon. Yeah, we we we'll say that for later. But 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 the navigator is big. It's a symbol, See, and the earring was the a truth. symbol too, because he thought he was smarter than everybody. And it turns out, even this dumb guy caught him a lot of times. But this the thing about that. You were able to manipulate that to benefit oh. you guys' thing. Your 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 tick. Like your your. your Do you know your, where our navigator story ran? On like page five B, real smallest. Now Steve Wilson went. Which attests on it. Attest to the the comprehensive skill of our people in the city at that time, just like now. How could that, well, with everything that's going on. You can't sell black people short like that. With, with everything that's going on. You're basically you saying your at, folks no, are ignorant. I'm not, I don't think that's you're what you're saying. That. Say. No, no, no. I, that's I said so, comprehension. That's I ain't said nothing about ignorance. I but said if you can't comprehend, what are you? Hey, look, don't put words in my mouth. I, I'm real <laughs> good at speaking for myself, but I know that a lot of people comprehended what you guys were saying as for for bad stuff and it took away from the job that he was doing. Oh, absolutely. Think about the morale of the city at that time. Yeah. Well, crime was down. Crime was at an all-time low. Uh, I don't remember that. Check I remember I remember go, Project check, Destiny check, because check. all the kids were getting shot. Yeah, but go back and check. They still don't just cuz the kids were getting shot, I don't mean they could have been getting shot less than what they are now. So, I overall well, the kids crime getting was shot down. Now. Right. Overall in the city, the crime was at an all-time low. The morale of the city was at an all-time high. Except in the mayor's office, the crime was at an all-time high. No, I, yeah, I, I would beg to differ. I know you sen- would. You guys sensationalized You're not even going to beg. You're going to insist. So, well, no, I'm not going to insist. But when you look at the at the charges and what was what was what did he get convicted of? It was one bribe. It was one. It was one br- alleged bribe, and it was the money came. You know who you sound Bobby. like right now. Bernard, one lie. Hey, well, one hey, lie. But it's factual. It's factual. The the only the only bribery charge was the the money that Bobby gave to at the party, the, that Suave, that uh, Gilbert, that everybody gave. But his was deemed a bribe. Why was that? How did they use uh, that? The John Rutherford money was deemed a bribe. The free trips on Tony it. Suave's they didn't planes use it in the, were... They didn't use it in the trial. It's all, oh, I mean, yeah, it, it came out, Rutherford, but, Rutherford testified. Yeah, he testified, he testify. but did they use it? Because he... His, he his, may have testified. He definitely testified. I've heard people do that. He recanted. I heard it he here. He said he recanted. No, he oh, didn't recant. Oh, oh, I know, I know no. what you brought up that made me want to... Derek Miller. Oh. How's your, what's your... Like, with Zeke? Because you you failed to mention that he got caught up on that seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars scheme that that's why the feds got at him and you failed to mention what, you mean that the feds the, yeah that no, the we feds came on Derek. yeah but you didn't mention it just now 
You just mentioned it like oh, he just told. Yeah, like I'm sorry. Doing, no, if, if he his, was he told out the goodness of his heart. No, no, no. I didn't say you know, that either. The feds had called check, him up on a seven hundred and fifty seven hundred and fifty dollar thousand dollar. If Derek Miller's cousin was here or brother in law was here, trying to talk about how great Zeke was, we we'd chop that you, up too. You, you can find nobody in the city of Detroit that'll speak highly of Derek Miller. And I, you know, in like the whole that. scheme of things, Zeke, that that you know. I remember Zeke at Cash. I don't like what Zeke did, but I, I liked Zeke. You know, I, I didn't like what Kilpatrick did, but Zeke, I liked Kilpatrick. Zeke lied to save himself. He tested lied. And he threatened the feds that if he if they lock him up, he was going to recant. That's why he didn't go to jail. You failed to mention that, too. I didn't know that. I'd never heard that you before. Knew. Why didn't he go to jail? Because the judge felt that his cooperation was so key never. to the convictions. He threatened Pitts. Pitts went to the judge and told them, if my client, he's going to recant if he has to go to jail. Well, here's the funny thing. And he didn't go to jail. The judge, so that uh, at case, least on the that record. Case, that case was that important that Derek Miller, if Derek Miller recants, where they case, what happens to the case? I think it still goes that way, and I'll tell you why. Because I talked to the jurors. They hated Derek Miller. They thought he was a terrible And they hated Kwame Moore. It was, I know for a fact one of the jurors, the black lady from Gross Point, you probably knew her. She probably was your neighbor. Well, when I, she, went, to, when I went to high school, the Kwame black lady already. from Gross Point would have been the black lady <laughs> she, from well, Gross Point. Yeah, one, but right? the one that, that lived out that way, she was a known Kwame Kilpatrick hater. They don't even, it's people that live around her so that now, don't even there, know how There were she no got black the, folks from Gross Point on, the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on that, on that well, what gross there's somebody from no, there's somebody from 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 way east, like uh, yeah, Macomb somewhere County. east, yeah, yeah. Or, or wherever. Well, she it was, went on camera. We known, had her on TV talking about it. Yeah, and yeah. and the people saw her and was like, "Oh my God, I can't believe she was on the jury." She's a known Kwame Kilpatrick hater. Hmm. But I never heard that. To hear there. I, I mean, there's gonna be a lot of stuff you're not gonna hear because you're not in the circles that I'm in. Because you're because you never invite me over, man. I mean, I told you. Man, one of the things everybody. <laughs> one oh, of the yeah. things, one of the things that people fail to realize is he's going to do a podcast with me. This is a home and away thing. So, Kwame Kilpatrick? No, you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was going to say, how the hell are we going to get well, bro to do? Well, a I was going to say, was that the one eight hundred collect podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, you accept the charges from prison. <laughs> no, uh, and and we should mention too that that Tobias Smith is here with us. Uh, he is the uh, producer director pretty much everything behind the Kwame Kilpatrick documentary that I have watched. And I have to tell you, whatever you feel about Kwame Kilpatrick, you need to watch that documentary. You're going to learn some things. And when you talk about access, as a reporter, access can be everything. You see video of Bernard and Kwame Kilpatrick right after the sentences are handed down. You get some insights. And and I'll tell you, you see people who maybe you've demonized because you never met them. You see them as human beings. And I don't care whether you thought it was the right verdict, as I think it was, or whether it was the wrong verdict. Which I think you, it you, was. That, that goes without saying, but I'm glad you said it. Um, you have to be moved by the humanity that you see there. And and I was touched. I can't imagine how you were feeling you know, when you saw that. Having, and, and during this whole process, there's a person that gets lost in all this. Bobby. Oh, hey, I love Bobby. Bobby was just a contractor and all this stuff. Yeah, I paid a million dollars for not doing work on a yeah. deal that the mayor told somebody he had to put him into. But other than that, yeah, he's just I mean, a contractor. Has that ever happened before? Uh, I think that happens on a regular basis. Okay, so but, why, is, why is only black people in jail for it? There's white people in jail for it, too. Who? I'm um, here. That one guy, Pinky Whitestein, is in there. <laughs> Pinky Whitestein. No, the guy who hooked up all those principals at DPS 
who built that big ass mansion out in Oakland County. He's doing. I time. thought he was Arab. No, no, he's a white dude. Oh, I must be getting them mixed up. He's an older dude. Yeah, but I guess y'all couldn't sell no papers or nothing off him, so we Chuck don't really Rizzo, know that dude's white. Rizzo, yeah, white yeah. as hell. Chuck Rizzo's he's Italian. From, he's from the part of Italy he's, where they don't get tans, he's a, and he's, he's in a prison. Goomba. Well, I, I don't like to throw words around, but uh, I'll stop you when uh, when you get real crazy. But he's he's doing time. All those guys in Macomb County are doing time. I think the yeah, feds that, are up that, to three dozen. Uh, Chuck, Chuck. Uh, Some of them are doing skinny time, but uh, nobody got the time that 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 Bobby and Kwame Kilpatrick got. Why is that? Well, guys in Cleveland did. It's a fallacy that public officials who have been convicted of major public corruption have not gotten commensurate sentences. In fact, the guy from Cuyahoga County in Cleveland who was in the board of commissions there who was doing pay-to-play, he got 28 years before Kilpatrick did. And in fact, the feds used his case as an an argument for how much time Kilpatrick should get, and the judge agreed. Actually, the sentencing guidelines, I think, had Kilpatrick getting like 35 years or more. Ridiculous. Let's spin ahead and, and catch up with this charter commission because uh, talking about all the things in the city that are not getting as much attention as they should, you say charter commission to people and they say, I'm bored as hell. And what's that? that? Yeah, and I don't think on. people really realize how important. So what do you see? You've been to these. I've been to a couple of them and I, I see uh, organized chaos. And what are they supposed to be doing? Yeah, what what what, they're what do they to, do? They're supposed to be they're they're supposed to be ironing down the constitution of the city, working out any flaws, Every, any, yeah, tightening things up. All the community agreements, whatever you know. And that's being, where businesses are supposed to benefit the neighborhood. Make sure Detroit people right. are working on all stuff. those things are supposed to be ironed out. What's going to be what? How are we going to move forward as a city collectively? Now. What seems to be happening is the Charter Commissioning, from my understanding, is supposed to be a representation of the people. Yeah, it's it's elected, I think, at large, right? Or do they go by districts? I think it's at large. But, I mean, it's supposed to it's be at large. drawn right. from throughout the community. So why would it be any type of disturbance on the Charter Commission if everybody on the Charter is for the people? There was a lot of money put behind Charter Commission candidates, and they won and then the, the the few people that did win that didn't have a lot of money, it seemed like they're the only people that's championing for the people. Do so, they have any success? Well, right now it just seems like really I said, it's, it's organized chaos. Yeah. Right now it just seems like like with all this stuff that's happening. It's like a free for all, right? I mean, there's no well, order at the meetings, it gets off the rails. There's the the people that's for the people are trying to restore order, but okay. the people that's for whoever the hell they for don't want it to be ordered. That's why I say it's organized chaos. Okay. Well, who do you think it is who put the money behind the people who aren't for the people? It has to be the corporations because the only people that have money is the corporations. Just like with with anything. The, peop- the people don't have money, you know, so who's backing these candidates? Yeah, but who's putting all the money in the casinos? I mean, there's money in Detroit. Now, I, didn't say casinos- that, I, I didn't say that we didn't have money to burn foolishly, yeah. but the money that where we should be putting it to better the future... First of all, the charter isn't about me. I'm 47. Right. My daughter and children going to have to deal with whatever comes out this charter. And if, if our people don't understand the basis of that, and that's where I go with, when I say comprehension. I'm not trying to down our people. I'm the last person that are down our people. But the, the literacy rate is what it is. That's a fact. You know, that's not me trying to be, no, you know, I, that's, and, and it is yeah. what it is. And I know I'm, I'm of these people. 
you know, I deal with them every day. I see them. I help them. I do whatever I can because I'm around them all the time. But I know that we're not taking seriously the meaning of the charter. And right now, this is a very important time for us as citizens of Detroit with dealing with this charter. It's the city's constitution, and we're not taking it serious. And the people that's on the charter that is taking it serious are being, they're, they're being, they have to deal with stuff that they shouldn't have to if everybody on the charter was for the people. I don't doubt that there's some powerful people and there's some deep pockets trying oh, to definitely. steer the charter. But the difference between you and me is you say it has to be, and I can't say it unless I've investigated and I right, can prove it. Exactly. Well, so so that takes a long time to I do, which is frustrating that. for people. I understand but, that. but you know I you, can say it. You got a nose, you know it, you right. can smell money. And, and you see where it's coming I, from. What I do is I look at how you guys report it and I look how you guys are not reporting and I say, Well, wait a minute. These candidates have all this money and they're not reporting on it. I wonder why. Well, I, so I, you can deduce that if you got common sense. I'm not saying that you're doing it. No, no, I understand. Well, obviously, somebody isn't reporting where the money was coming from because when Kwame Kilpatrick was getting money, you knew who it came from, what they did, what their sister did, what their cousin did, who their cousin worked for, what well, part of the city, and they all, everything. They all worked for so, Kwame Kilpatrick, so it was well, easy to trace them however, back. But, yeah, but however you did it, y'all did yeah, it, no, but y'all don't do no, it no you're, more. No, you're absolutely right. There were more reporters, there was more scrutiny, and even though there are fewer reporters now... Just copy now, folks. The few No, no, I'm, I'm coming to you right now. The very few people who are still on the beat or still on the job are not committed to scrutinizing our public officials the way I was when I was at the Freedom. I'm still scrutinizing them at Fox 2, but now I'm scrutinizing the state level, the county level, some federal. I'm spread, I'm spread like uh, like a week from payday peanut butter. Did you did you run a story on the Without um, the nuts? <laughs> did you run a story of the affair with the two, I think they were state senators? They were having an affair? Oh, Corson Gamrat. No, oh, yeah. the Detroit yeah. News and then broke. I that. Just, yeah. It was just like blip. No, no, people. Oh no, that was people a big, pounded big, that story for a year. Big story. Oh, yeah, people went oh, crazy. Yeah. I wish I had that story. I know we did. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I had. I, that. I, I think I remember you guys. The news think, did, and um, I think you guys even mentioned the difference in how they sure. didn't go. Yeah. Da- I think Dateline NBC did a story on it. But they did a story on Kilpatrick too. I mean, sure, but I mean there there was a lot of it was scrutiny. Too, yeah, and it that did whole happen. situation was total yeah, I mean, horseshit. I mean, I did a big story on a Supreme Court justice who didn't go to work. I mean, who else yeah. is going All after right. Supreme yeah. Court justice? That was the, the it was a lady Zara. No, it was All a guy. Right. Oh, okay. White All guy right. from you Malta. did a story on a white politician and. And his family. ML did a story on the white politicians. Their history. You, guys, you know my people is, think you don't do stories on well, white I know. politicians. That's the problem. They, they need to you watch some that. more stories. You know that. I, I know. I, I hear that. But like well, you said, you want for there's 10. a lot of people it's aren't cool. paying you attention. Want for 10. You want for 10. It's, it's cool. Shit. <laughs> one for 10. He won for 10 on me. You know how many stories I've done on Gabe Leland and Burt Leland and Mike Duggan? Those are the only white guys in Detroit politics. Gabe Leland. That's the. Uh, yeah. You know if Gabe Leland here, you know what he'd say? What? Nothing. <laughs> you ain't got nothing to say? I mean, I, he'd say it's I a rumor really, mill town. I don't really know Gabe. Uh, the, the times I've seen Gabe out, you know, he's. Now, I think cordial. Ferguson Enterprises was in his district. It is. Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah, that, so you don't want to know, Gabe? Yeah. Nah. We got well, enough, we got enough it's Ferguson's. Not, uh, it's not Ferguson Enterprise now. Now, are you running a company? No. Ferguson is. is no, I know. They they took all the stuff right. and whatnot. But, I mean, you're yeah. still in well, business. Well, they didn't take everything. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm still I'm a still. Chill pad? Is the chill pad still there? 
How you mean? How you know about that, man? And it wasn't a I chill pad. I sat through every day of the trial. <laughs> it wasn't a chill pad. I it sat wasn't through every a chill pad. It was uh, off. It was a, a building that we had. No. <laughs> okay. I just it was a building sure. that we had that we set up where we can just enjoy ourselves for the workers that work at Ferguson Enterprise. Because it, it was, you guys had created so much hoopla. We went somewhere. It was like we well, was rock stars. We well, couldn't half, even wear our, uh, half Ferguson past three was, was pretty hot for a while. People yeah, had, yeah. What else didn't we talk about that we need to talk about? I know. The, NC, I, the NCAA. We edited out the part where you said that I was pretty much right about stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember that part at all. See, there it is, man. I, I know, test a lion right here on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's how easy one. it is. That's Everybody's doing it, man. That was a good one. That Everybody's good doing one. it. Let's bring in Sean Windsor. Uh, uh, from the Detroit Free Press for our great debate. I won't change my mind on anything, regardless of the facts that are set out before me. I'm dug in, and I'll never change. Very done. Great so. Very done. Great so. Very done. Infinity. Great so. Infinity. Plus one. No. Thank you for sticking around for the great debate, where we basically establish beyond a reasonable doubt that Sean Windsor is wrong. Especially in his picks. Sean, please tell me you're picking Texas Tech to beat Michigan State on uh, Saturday. Well, I owe it to you, don't I? I mean, I I owe it to all Spartan fans. That's what I wrote in my last prediction. And by the way, I started hearing from people on Twitter who couldn't wait to hear what you were going to say to me, I guess, to tear into me. I don't know. So let me tell you something. As as we established earlier in the show, I am mostly... Hungarian, so I got some. I got some. <laughs> don't forget German. I got some gypsy and a little bit, a little bit of German. A little bit of German. So I got some gypsy blood, but I I don't do the prediction game either. So as a prognosticator, you're booty, but as a journalist, you're great. But we're going to talk about something where you're absolutely wrong. And our great debate topic this week, of course, is is one and done, done. And uh, still here with us are Daniel Ferguson. Daniel, what's the name of your podcast? In these D streets, I have in these yeah, streets. In okay, these streets. in these D streets. Marky Mark Fellhauer, whose bunch is always funky, and of course Sean Windsor, of the Detroit Free Press. Check him out at freep.com. So I'll, let me start us off. One and done is done. Izzo tried to play that game. He couldn't. He's winning with seniors. The guy who hit the shot that put us in the Final Four is a walk-on fifth-year senior getting his master's degree. That's how you win. Calipari hasn't been able to do it. Shashevsky or Kubelchevsky or whatever the hell his name is, <laughs> the anteater, he hasn't been able to get it done. So, fellas, since I'm right, we can just move on to the next part of the show. I'm still stunned. that Did I hear that right, that you said you were Hungarian? <laughs> I, I'm hungry, and I'm a quarter oh. Hungarian. And German, and but 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 you were Scottish and Irish, and I, what the heck, man? I'm a man for I, what's going on. I, I, I thought, yeah, okay. I'm almost as many things as Charlie LaDuff. <laughs> right, You're, uh, you got to hey, get this one and done man. thing. The yeah. AAU circuit is going to probably produce somebody, and it'll be somebody next year where it'll, you know Zion couldn't do it. I mean, if you can't win with Zion, so what are you trying to say though? If you're a college coach, you don't bother recruiting. The best oh, player that's out don't there. Don't listen to Mike. Come on, he, 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 I, he's fine when he's doing news, I guess. But when when he's talking about sports, he, come on, man. We, let's deal with some facts. First of all, Shashevsky and Calipari both won with one and Dunners. National uh, titles. Davis, does that ring a, a national title? Anthony does that Davis. ring a bell? Anthony the, Davis. That is that the is that the brow? Gilchrist. Yeah, the brow. The eyebrow. Yeah, the brow. Yeah, yeah but see, brown. just nobody want to get too close to him because they were afraid that thing might crawl off on him. <laughs> and Shashevsky won in 2015 over your Spartans in the semis, by the way, at the Final Four. We weren't that trying. Just, just Okafor. We didn't uh, want that one. Grayson Allen, Justice Winslow. 
That doesn't sound familiar to you. You blocked that out. But I, okay, that's I that's two championships. There have been a lot of other championships won since then. There's no question that the, the veteran teams, yeah, Villanova last year, although the guy that went off, DiVincenzo, I'm yeah. trying to think of his first Archie name. Archie Yeah. Well, he was older, but DiVincenzo, I think, was a sophomore. The key is, like, if Duke had had what they had in 2015, all those great freshmen with Quinn Cook, who's a sort of a he's a, a end of the bench guy in the NBA, but he was great in college as a senior point guard. And Emil Jefferson, I think, was on that team. So when you can mix the great young talent with a with a junior or senior, especially at a point guard or maybe or off guard, and you can mix that a little bit, that's when you get a dominant team. Like that Duke team wasn't like the Kentucky team was, but it's hard to find that that balance. Think about Izzo's teams last year, right? At Jaron Jackson Bridges, but they were a relatively young team. If they had maybe a version of Cassius Winston you see now, mixed with last year's team. But that's they the point. You don't get that. a version of Cassius Winston as a sophomore, as a freshman. Deontay Davis goes after his freshman year. Jaron Jackson goes after his freshman year. Miles sticks Miles around, but never. Yeah. So what do you, but, but if do he not stayed as a junior. Because he might? No, no. I, I say you, you can recruit him, but I think if if you try and do this, we, we got a very small window. We're going to do it right now. You may get lucky every once in a while, but it's these teams where you develop, where they with the buy-in to the the program, where they have to learn. That Duke team, if it came back next year, now I think the Spartans are going to be pretty tough uh, next uh, year. You, but you, you, if Duke came back next year, how could you beat that team with some experience? The idea, though, is what Duke and Kentucky have tried to do is do it with all the freshmen, yeah. with all one and dones, or or three or four of them, or two or three of them, and that's where it's been more difficult. But when you take, if you plug Zion Williamson into a team that Shashevsky, where he's getting top 50 guys, top 30 guys, and develop them for three or four years, and then a talent like that comes in, like what Carmelo did with Syracuse. Yeah. So he was surrounded by veteran talent, right? That That's the that's probably the way to do it. You're not going to stop recruiting a guy like Carmelo. But, no. the, but the point in all this, right, the NBA is about to change their rule. Good. So Zion Williamson, and or the next Zion Williamson, if there is one, is not going go to go to, to play college at all. It should be fair across the board. It shouldn't just be the quote-unquote black sports where the kids can't go straight. If they can go into tennis or, or hockey or baseball, they should be do it, be able to do it in football and basketball. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't understand what why. What about they, diving? Uh, There's a lot of black divers out there. Well, I mean, so, hey. And the synchronized swimming. Yeah. That's big. <laughs> well, the, the NBA, that's about the change, right? I mean, uh, Izzo and Krzyzewski were talking about that in Washington, D.C. I mean, Krzyzewski said, you know, he he welcomes it. I, I think most coaches do. But you're talking about a handful of players that are going to go straight to the – maybe at first you'll have more that want to see if they can do it, but it'll settle out, and you, you'll you have a handful of players that do it every year. I think, I think Izzo once again has shown the world how life needs to be run, and that's your great debate. Sean, can you stick around for Geek of the Week? I sure can. Oh, man, the geeks have inherited the earth. Can I do that? What a dork. Is- him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek or we're turning into cool guys? So our Geek of the Week is all these guys that Sean Windsor of the Detroit Free Press has been rubbing elbows with and sharing chicken strips, and that's the national sports media who, they're heartbroken that Duke is not going to advance. They can't believe it. I was listening to ESPNU on satellite, uh, and the headline was, uh, Duke does not advance. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought history was written by written by winners. How about MSU advances? And we're sorry, Duke isn't there. And these guys, they care so much about the student athletes, and they're all worked up about it. And I heard uh, Boomer Assisian talking <laughs> about how this uh, this Kenny Goins is a reason why we need to pay 
students and all this other stuff. Well, if you care so much about these kids, can't you learn how to pronounce their names? You know what? Come on, man. It's not. You say national media. Who you're talking? About. You're talking about ESPN. And by the way, that game and that CBS. Regional, that, that regional final, that elite game, elite eight game, rather, it was the highest rated elite eight game in 14 years because wow. of Zion Williamson. So, so they're, that's, that's their perspective. They're going to talk about it. <laughs> well, I am. No, I, get, I get what you're saying, but that's a provincial <laughs> well, attitude, I am man. If you care, take a minute to get the man's name right. Kenny Goins. National Sports Media, you are our Geek of the Week. Welcome to Room 7609, where we take new wave artists and new wave tunes, tracks that should have been hits that weren't quite hits, and we're trying to give them a second chance at glory. Uh, if you've been listening to the show, you know that we, uh, we've we had a lot. Daniel Ferguson's still with us. He's taking the place of Drew Wave, talking about this week, Transvision Vamp. As, as you know, and a lot of you are listening, if you've missed the show's Go check them out at uh, Google Podcast, iTunes, Stitcher. I'm really big on new wave bands and especially women new wave bands. Bands led by women, bands consisting entirely of women, because it turns out it wasn't just the guys who looked like women in new wave bands. The women themselves were actually kicking a lot of ass and dropping some great tunes. And that brings us to Transvision Vamp, which was led by the superlative Wendy James, and this is a tune, if you've never heard it before, check it out because you're going to love it. It's Transvision Vamp with If Looks Could Kill.
things about new wave that i think is totally totally underappreciated is the rhythm section and that driving beat bomb bomb and this one i love the backing vocals where they're actually saying boom 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 wendy james now she's beautiful and uh, i was telling the guys here during the uh the selection here that uh something about a woman with a little bit of an overbite that does it for me i don't it may be weird but um I don't want her all to all of our fetishes. Yeah, I don't want her to be open Yours like weird, beer bottles whatever. or anything right, like that. But, but it's just a like little, a fascination, like man, something whatever. different. You know, kind of not so much. Uh, you know, like designed on the computer. As long as it doesn't affect abilities. <laughs> no, no, and and as you can tell, she got some great pipes. She can go low. She can go high. <laughs> Transvision Vamp was really, you know, she kind of was a bad girl at the time. They they came out late '80s, sort of the the back end of the new wave movement, and she was very provocative. Very assertive, very in charge of her sexuality, which back then yeah. freaked people out. Now it's just like, yeah, whatever, man. What was her name, Wendy? Wendy James. And uh, that was kind of their last hurrah, as such as it was, because the band broke up shortly after If Looks Could Kill Whoa. was released. But I want to thank all of our guests, especially Daniel Ferguson, first guest ever here on ML Soul Detroit. Daniel, thanks for coming thank out. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I, it's an honor to be here. I'm oh, it's glad a pleasure. you chose me to be first. And hey, I it's appreciate a, it. It's a pleasure. And, and you're probably hearing a truncated version of our conversation. Check out the full uncut conversation at mlsoulofdetroit.com. You didn't hear him, but he's here, and his work speaks louder than he does. Tobias Smith. 
KwameMovie.com. Check out the Kwame Kilpatrick documentary. You'll see some amazing behind-the-scenes stuff. Sean Windsor is back in Minneapolis getting ready for the weekend. Check him out at Freep.com. Or pick up a paper, give them a dollar. Let's hire some of those reporters that we need to cover City Hall. And Mark Fellhauer somehow is going to fit this all into a neat little box. We appreciate you listening. Please check us out on iTunes. Check us out at Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Rate us unless you hate us. Share it. Let a friend know what's going on here. And of course, we want to hear from you. MLSoulOfDetroit at gmail.com. Keep your suggestions coming for Geek of the Week, for the Great Debate, for Room 7609. And uh, call us. Give us a call. 313-288-9070. 313-Butterfield-89070. We'll be back next week. I'll let you know how things went in Minneapolis. Is that how they say it? I guess yeah, that's it. Is that where Kenny Goins is going to be? Yeah. He's going to be in Minneapolis. <laughs> well, we're going to figure it out by next week. Thanks for listening to ML Soul of Detroit, the Red Shovel Network. Proud to have us here. We're proud to be a part of it. And Cyrus... Take us out. Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Next week, same time, through the courtesy of Paramount Pictures, M.L. Elric stars as Dan Holliday in Box 13. Box 13 is directed by Richard Sandville with an original story by Russell Hughes. Original music is composed and conducted by Rudy Schrager. The part of Susie is played by Sean Windsor. Production is supervised by Art Fellhauer. This is a Mayfair production from Hollywood.